Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm history buff Jesse Thorne. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Great news, Jordan. Hmm. So, you know, I live in this neighborhood in Los Angeles. Where my house is is sort of a no man's land between neighborhoods. But the neighborhood with which... <laughs> With which I most identify of the neighborhoods that my neighborhood is in between is called Lincoln Heights. Yeah. A great, great neighborhood in Los Angeles. It has a great park called Lincoln Park. God, do I make a joke about the band even though the guy is dead? What do the I do? Dead. Oh, R.I.P. the guy from Lincoln Park. So <sighs> important to so many teens 15 years ago. Listen, audience, just imagine your ideal Lincoln Park joke. And then yep. if you were attached to the guy, imagine that I didn't do it. Okay. No. Continue. Uh, so I went on, there's this website, there's this Los Angeles Public Library website. We'll introduce our guests in just a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's a Los Angeles Public Library website where it is a photo archive of Los Angeles. So it is actually a combination of many oh, yeah. photo archives of Los Angeles, but it's really neat. Yeah. I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I was looking at this same website and uh, just got some like streets that I knew and stuff like that. A lot of fun. And I'm like, wow, there used to be standalone Orange Juliuses. <laughs> you can see like a like a building that's an orange. Like it's not in a mall. It's a building that's an Orange Julius. Wild times. I just type Orange Julius into any website I find mm-hmm. just to see what happens. It all started when I was on Pornhub. I mean, Google. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I think um, uh, Orange Julius is a great thing to type into a website. There were stand. They were they. Did the people still wear the hats? I the, this was like a you know exterior. I didn't. Uh, you couldn't see the hats through the window. Couldn't see the hats. Okay. If there's any Orange Julius historians in the audience, please let us know. Did they wear the hats anyway? There were some some different kind of cool pictures came up. You know of the neighborhood. I found a picture of. Um, I found a picture of the building next door to uh, what will what will one day be Max Fun HQ uh, when it was an original Ralph's. I printed it out to bring to our neighbors because oh, they're very nice. Look at that! Um, it's a lovely Ralph's. It's really good. Uh, can I recommend something if you if you visit this Ralph's, Jordan? Hmm. If you don't have a Ralph's Rewards account, just type in Jordan's phone number. Don't do it. Get your own. It's really it's really easy. Um, just tell them your number. I there was some cool pictures of lady junkies being booked into jail in the 40s. That okay. was cool cuz they all just seemed really cool, <laughs> you know? Cool opium vibes. Yeah, exactly. Just just super cool ladies. Uh but I found out something really important and it really fucked me up. Uh mostly because I didn't know about it and it just seems like the kind of shit that should be all anyone talks about. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I went in to get a raspado at the ice cream place, they should be talking to me about this and to each other about this. There should be pictures of it on the wall at the CVS when I go in to get COVID tests or whatever. Uh, they should hand it to me and say, "Did you know?" And then I would just reply, "Yes, of course, I know that." Uh, but I didn't know until today. There's a great park in the neighborhood called Lincoln Park. Beautiful mm-hmm. park. It's got a big, you know, lake there and uh, all kinds of. It's a very, very nice park. 
Do you think a joke about the band would be funny? Um, you know what? If you're in the audience, just think of your ideal joke about okay. the band. And then if they were really important to you when you were a teenager and you're still sad because the guy died, uh, just remember that Jordan didn't make that joke. Thank you. Um, Bases covered. Across the street from Lincoln Park, Jordan. Yeah. There were two farms. Mm-hmm. And this was until like the 1940s or something, 1950s. Like for a long time. Was one farm named like Dick Farm and the other farm named Balls Farm? <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? Jordan, one of the farms was an alligator farm and one mm-hmm. of the farms was an ostrich farm. Oh my gosh. In my neighborhood in Los Angeles, next to each other, across the street from the park, there was an alligator farm and an ostrich farm. And if you search for them on the library website, you find pictures of children riding alligators <laughs> like they were horses. With little bridles and everything. But not the ostriches? And then you find pictures of grown men in carriages mm-hmm. being pulled by ostriches. Oh my gosh. This happened in my neighborhood and no one told me. What else is good about history? <laughs> and that's it, actually. <laughs> I, I, who knows? Maybe history is full of things that are good. No, it's just Maybe that. I should have been it's paying Jesse, attention the whole time. It's just that and systematic oppression. I found the one good thing. You know what? This is probably what people are upset about, about critical race theory, is that they're not mm-hmm. teaching what's great about America, right, which is exactly. that there was an ostrich farm and an alligator farm across the street from Lincoln Park in Los Angeles well into the 20th century. Sounds like a, the premise of a stop motion cartoon directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they had a rivalry? Yeah. I mean, I can only assume, I guess, our ostriches and alligators natural enemies in the wild yeah or are they natural friends in the wild let me put it this way if you were an alligator Mm -hmm. and an ostrich came to your swamp would you be happy i mean you'd be happy if you were looking for a quick lunch Mm -hmm. or a quick kick in the teeth (laughs) (laughs) they're kickers they're kickers (laughs) they're kickers they got that big toe the carriages huh i didn't know that ostriches could be trained to serve man yeah apparently so amazing i I knew them primarily as a steed for jousting (laughs) right if you needed to 1970s arcade game joust yeah if you needed to uh uh, lance another guy and then turn him into an egg yeah ostrich that's the thing to ride if you need to turn a man into an egg fucking ostrich that's amazing it seems like there should be a plaque or something up a plaque? There should be an alligator farm and an ostrich farm up. Right. They <laughs> tear down, tear down whatever's them. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do we need the fucking headquarters of Century 21? We don't. When we... That's the answer. We don't. Wait. Forever 21, not Century 21, the real term. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need Forever 21 when we could have an ostrich farm. Just combine them. Just put the alligators in some chunky jewelry. Yeah, that's fine. Some costume jewelry. I like it. I support Is that what they sell at Forever 21? Was that a good Forever 21 poll? I think Forever 21 no, might have gone out of the, business. Our guests are shaking their head. Maybe tank tops. Can we introduce our guests and they could tell me what a better Forever 21 poll might have been? Yeah. Uh, I used up all my mall material on that Orange Julius thing. 
they're maximum funds preeminent library enthusiasts uh they are the co-hosts of the reading glasses podcast uh bria grant and mallory omira hi guys hello how's it going i'm gonna say forever 21 is more tank tops i think jesse's right okay thanks more of a tank top shorts shirts with like things on it that are printed on it that are like oh we put blondie on it but we're not sure it's a band sure <laughs> you know like like that, that kind of stuff you don't and need then, to know anything about blondie yeah but you can buy the shirt sure it looks cool it says blondie on it but it might be about the dessert 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> or dagwood's spouse <laughs> Jesse, as a historian, yeah. you ready to get your mind blown? Yes. You want to get n- another mm-hmm. really cool early LA fact? As Thank someone you, Mallory. Who yes, please. I'm ready. Early LA. Give it to you me. You know what they used to give out in theaters in the 1910s? What's that? Hams. Wow. Oh, Not ham. Hams. <laughs> a whole ham. To eat during the movie? <laughs> to attract people to the theaters because their primary audience was moms. So they were like, what do women love? Hams. Wow. Oh, hams. And what? They could smell it and they thought it would attract them? <laughs> I don't know if they were wafting the ham, but you knew that, man, you wanted a ham, you would go down to the movie theater, watch a nice, you know, movie for 10 minutes right. and get a get a ham for your family. Head down to the Nickelodeon, watch mm-hmm. those guys go to the moon and hit Martians with umbrellas. Mm. Yep. Nom on a ham. Free ham. Wow. Oh, it was to bring I mean, it home. I think we should bring it back. Yeah. You're supposed to bring it home to your family afterwards. You weren't supposed to, like, nosh on it. I mean, you could. I don't think they're going to stop you from eating the ham in the theater. Is it they're a not... cooked ham? Oh, yeah. Wow. So you... I think we I should. I mean, that's what I, like, put a deli in the theater. You know, <laughs> sure. theaters, are, theaters are really hurting right now. I think we need to bring this back. Do you yeah. think Alamo Draft House has cold cuts? <laughs> Oh, I yeah. bet it does. I guarantee right? you. No. I'm sure they would do it for some sort of movie promotion. Just a big smoke shoulder. God. Right. I would love a charcuterie theater. I'm yeah. sold. How about this? Iberico hams. Mm. Spanish hams. The next Vin Diesel movie. Mm-hmm. Just you get a ham <laughs> yeah. and then you watch a man who looks like ham. <laughs> While you're eating a ham, watch a, a man, man. whose <laughs> <laughs> way is similar to that of ham. Um, Mallory, you mentioned being an LA historian, mm-hmm. um, but you've, you have now a like mountain lifestyle. Am I right about that? Yeah. I live in a tree, <laughs> uh, up in the mountains Great. Great <laughs> during the pandemic, we moved up to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't have a mailbox and I can't get pizza delivered to my house, but I do have a yard. So, you okay. know, pros and cons. Yeah. How, do you know, are you meeting mountain folk? Do you mean squirrels? Then yes. Yes, that's what I that's what I call mountain yeah. folks. We have a squirrel, many squirrels, mm-hmm. many ground squirrels, which I did not know existed until I moved here. Um, we have a bobcat that eats the squirrels and a giant mountain lion. Wow, pretty good. Much better than the neighbors I had in Los Angeles. They never talk on the phone. Sure. <laughs> there is though, Mallory, such a thing as mountain folk. That's not a myth. Oh yes, absolutely. It's we thought we were so excited. We we're like, oh, we're going to meet people who make their own granola. It's going to be great. And then the first person we saw up here was a man who drives around town in his pickup truck with a don't tread on me flag that is bigger than my office. 
Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. You, right. When you when you get to the, the outskirts, you're seeing a lot of big flags, a lot of big flags. Yeah. I feel like there and in and in deserts too. Like there's only yes. like one little notch difference between a mountain folk and a desert folk. That's a hundred percent the case. Yeah, it's just sunscreen. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. I actually I visited uh, our buddy Andy Wood and Joshua Tree this weekend oh. and saw a lot of big flags. Um, they have so much space, they have to fill it up with all the flags. That's true, yeah. Mm. Uh and on the way uh, you know, when you go into Joshua Tree, you drive by that that area that's like all casinos. There's like a big casino area. And sex hotels. Oh, I maybe missed that. That's like the main thing when you're driving along the Palm, uh, Palm Springs Highway. I mean, any hotel is like a exotic sex hotel lifestyle. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, they're all exotic lifestyle resorts. <laughs> we should mention Brea, Brea has, has a, a slide, slide whistle, whistle at the ready. <laughs> ready with my slide whistle. Yes. So something I noticed driving past the casinos is that there was a um, a billboard for one of the casinos was opening up a new restaurant and had one of those very casino-y restaurant names, like The Lux or something. Something that, like, you know, gave off a vibe of, you know, l- luxury, decadence, you're on vacation, ha- eat at The Lux. But the photo that accompanied it was just two grilled chicken breasts. <laughs> That's what white people want. I guess. People are like, ooh, so ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it was like what it's like what you it was like here's the lunch you have when you know you're getting pizza later. <laughs> Come here and have a nice light lunch. I was very yeah, I don't know who is coaxed into a decadent restaurant by two grilled chicken rests, but mm. there you go. Were there really no dates involved at all because that really is country known for involving dates and things. Date shakes. Date shakes. It's the date shakes. Date shakes in sex hotels. That's the only billboards. That, I can't believe you missed these. I missed the sex hotel, and I'm on the lookout. <laughs> no. Your exotic lifestyle can bloom here out in the desert. Can I use my Marriott Bonvoy points at the, at the sex hotel? Bonvoy, Jordan. Bonvoy. <laughs> Bonvoy to you and your lovers. I went out to Palm Springs uh, for a couple nights uh, this past week uh, because it was spring break. And I uh, went out to visit our friend Jim Rayal, the master mm-hmm. of Would You Rather. He and his family were in town. Um, and I noticed something interesting about Palm Springs. I hadn't been for a while, which is that there are two groups populating the roads in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is very fit 60-year-old gay men. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one is people in lifted pickup trucks with Let's Go Brandon bumper stickers. It's very jarring. Those are the only, <laughs> the only groups of people. Mm-hmm. I, I was behind for a while, a lifted Jesse, pickup truck. They get along like alligators and ostriches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm As not going to tell you which is which. I was behind a lifted pickup truck for a while that had Let's Go Brandon bumper stickers. Um, and it had a license plate frame. Custom license plate and decals on the side advertising uh, its services as an arborist. Hmm. Uh, and I just, I just, I'm just really interested in this arborist slash Donald Trump enthusiast. Hmm. This person whose passions are caring for trees, keeping trees <laughs> healthy, and draining and the hating swamp. gay people. <laughs> yeah. The slogan for his business is don't try and put me in a box. The license plate said DT Swamp. 
And then uh, everything else down, was arborist related. Down to swamp. Oh, yes. I thought, I thought it was down to swamp. I was like, ooh, what kind of move is that? That's a that's a move you find at the sex yes, hotel. Exactly. You ask you ask around at the sex hotel. Is anybody here down to swamp? swamp. <laughs> uh, Bria, why do you have a slide whistle? Um, on our podcast, reading glasses plug shameless plug. Um, plug the we, show. It's great. We, um, it's a great show. People write in with hot book tips, and wow, wow. and then we start making noises, and we're like, wow, wow, hot book tips, and we like have hot this book whole book tip in the morning whole, with Mallory and Bria. But it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then Mallory makes a slide whistle noise, but with her mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you want to demonstrate it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got to be in the moment. I need to be. Okay. It's hard like, to, well, right. Okay. Okay. So maybe we can manufacture that. Like, oh, good idea. Okay. okay yeah. Let's, right. let's, let's try. Right, Jordan, give I me wanna... a hot book tip right now. Go. Uh, hot book tip. Um, oh, pressure. Hey, do you think, do you think novels are too long? Try a novella. That was fun. I'm glad we went back. Hot book tip. Hot book tip. All right, now I'm in the moment. Now I'm living. Yeah, so 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 then Mallory was like, "We should just see if we can get a slide whistle." And so we put one as a joke. I said this as a joke. (laughs) Yeah. So I put one on our Amazon wish list, and someone sent it to us in the mail, which is very nice. I know it's Amazon, and uh, you know. They, they we're not supposed to order from them, but also not Etsy. I don't know. But anyway, where else we, you, okay. Where so there's certain items. I, I listen. I understand if you're out there, and I heard that slide a, whistles are ethically neutral. Ethically neutral. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you get them on Amazon, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things. Like I understand you wanting to, you know, support your local indie bookstores and things like that slide whistle manufacturer but yeah (laughs) there's probably listen only certain parts of portland do you have an artisanal slide whistle (laughs) guy you can go to i think it's okay certain items let's give a break it's because of people like you who go online to order slide whistles (laughs) that america's small town downtowns don't have gag stores anymore that's Mm. true where am i gonna get a fly in an ice cube (laughs) some fart powder vomit yeah (laughs) hold on fart powder (laughs) i'm thinking i'm remembering a toy store from my youth that had a little like spinner rack of gags yeah fly in an ice cube fart powder but hold yeah pump the brakes Pause on the fart powder. Yeah. How are we powdering does it just, farts? Does it induce farts? Do you think, <laughs> Jordan, like is farts? this a situation like liquid smoke where you think mm-hmm. it's an artificial product and then you find out that it's actually liquid smoke? Like, is this actually powdered farts? Uh, yeah, where boy. are they? How are they harvested? Is this, is this ethically harvested? Like, I wish I had more information. I think it's like a stink bomb because I, I, is, we used, yeah, I think we used to buy stink too. bombs when I was a kid, and that was very funny to set one off, and, and it would smell bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, the funniest thing. The height of comedy. What if when something, child, something smelling smell bad. bad? What if it was stinky and that? And then we walked away, and we didn't say what the stink was. Right, <laughs> Mallory. As long as we're pumping brakes, I want to pump brakes on the question: uh, Can we get a slide whistle? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. imagining a world, Mallory, where you think there's an application process of some kind. <laughs> there's a waiting. It's like getting a PS5 to get a- I had to, Well, that's why Bria has it, because I don't have my license yet. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta it's get a, very, a it's class a C. got to get a class C whistle license. Yeah. Yeah, right. Rigorous. You can, they don't you can operate a jaw in. harp, but- <laughs> Yeah. What if you wouldn't want to get pulled over with that? What if, what, if a, what if a cartoon loses a boner and you make the wrong noise? You yeah. said you go- <laughs> Sure. Wait, now you go. 
and that instead of the down one. <laughs> yeah, I love all my all my classic favorite cartoon characters were always losing boners. <laughs> Remember when He Man lost well, his boner? Better than getting them. That's though, true. Right? <laughs> when He Man had a little too much to drink. <laughs> it happens to the best yeah. of us. That's why you need the slide whistle. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're uh, we're talking about going places. Bria, have you gone to a place recently? I was literally this morning. Uh, I was in Northern California. I drove back today. I went to this morning the Winchester Mystery House, which I'm sure oh, y'all wow. have all visited. No, I, had, uh-uh. I have not. I had never been either. So Jesse and I's college, there were like driving to UC Santa Cruz. There were a lot of Winchester Mystery House billboards. So one of those things yeah. I always meant to do, but I never did. It's in the San Jose area, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's in the town of Winchester. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. No, that seems likely. Wait, no, because it's named after the gun. The gun. Yeah. Because the okay, so the guy who invented the Winchester rifle was married to this woman named Sarah. I learned all about this today, and um, he died of tuberculosis, and also their child died very young, like at six weeks or something. So she was living in like Eastern United States, and she went and saw a spiritualist, and the spiritualist was like, "Here's what you got to do." You got to move to the West Coast and you need to build a house and never stop building it and build all sorts of spooky things in it so these ghosts don't bother you because all the people who are killed by a Winchester rifle are haunting you. And that's why you have this bad luck with your husband and everyone dying. The spiritualist was like, you have to move to San Jose. It's like the combination of the Bay Area and Orange County that you've always wanted. <laughs> I will say that that is 100% right. Um, so there's this house that she built for like years and years and um, it has like 160 rooms or something, but it's right in the middle of the city. I thought it was like out in the country, but it's in the middle of the city. And like, you know, you like open a, a door. Panera right next door. And like there, there literally is. I ate at the veggie grill right afterwards, which oh, you can nice. walk to. Oh, nice. um, oh, yeah. I mean, you can get a little VG burger. It's great. Um uh, and there's like, you That's know, why she built it there. She yeah. was, a, she was vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm vegan, but I love comfort food. <laughs> Where can I build my insane person's ghost house? <laughs> you can only eat so many French fries. I need a VG burger. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's now you don't have to have salad anymore. Um, and there's all these doors you can open. Like, it's like a door that you open that just goes off the side of a three-story house or like a door that you open up and there's a wall behind it. Or, um, there's a seance room in there where... Only you can only go in. There's three doors, but you can actually only go in one of them. And like, and there's just like all crazy shit in there. It's like 13 windows in like every room, and like it's very creepy. And you have to do a tour, so you're in, in a tour with a lot of other people, which is great because there's a lot of kids who just look incredibly bored, and like they're in their their middle America parents who are very yeah. also but trying to entertain them are like isn't that cool she had a seance room um and it's they're good all... we didn't go to disneyland it's good <laughs> <laughs> but my boyfriend the kids are I... like oh i want to go to the tech museum of innovation <laughs> 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 but my... or a sharks game or a sharks sure. game the two activities of san jose <laughs> it's only an hour long tour y'all you can go it's it was very fun but we were there and we were like looking my boyfriend and i were looking around at the people there and so you know, I make horror movies. We live in this house. It's a little creepy and we keep making it creepier. Like we just bought like some medieval weaponry to put on the wall. Like we own like mm-hmm. some weird creepy stuff. Now, and- Bria, I hope you didn't get that medieval weaponry from Amazon. Because... <laughs> 
There are artisanal swordsters. Um, swordsters is the best name for a blacksmith I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> yeah. Some people call them blacksmith. I call them swordsters. <laughs> That's when they unionize. Yeah. Coopers are now called barrel buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we were looking around. We felt like we were looking for like uh, decoration tips because we were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a door that went to nowhere? Whereas yeah, that kid, is cool. You know, everyone else was really freaked out. Wouldn't it be great if a ghost told us that we could never stop building <laughs> things? <laughs> Yeah, which it is very cool. I would totally 100% recommend it. <laughs> I was sure, Bria, that you were going to say, I would totally 100% fuck it. I would <laughs> totally could get it. 100%. Winchester Mystery House could get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd drain that swamp, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Be a real ostrich farm. Um, I don't know if y'all have read Mallory's book, her recent book that that came out, but she she there's a lot of good names for things in that, speaking of, of swordsters. I feel like she had a, good, a lot of good... Names for things that I had never heard of, and now I can't think of any. Now that I'm ta- now that I'm plugging your book, well, because STR used to be the um, if, if the STR was at the bottom of the uh, bottom of a word, end of a word, <laughs> it meant woman. So a Brewster was a was a female brewer. So a Swordster would be a oh. female sword, oh. <laughs> a lady sword. Yeah, you know. Mallory, you're a bit of a punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of a goth Brewster. Yeah, let's be real. sure. Yeah, <laughs> an industrial Brewster, <laughs> dark wave Brewster. Dark wave Brewster. Yeah, these are all good. These are all good. <laughs> um, on the topic of eroticism. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Now we're all typing <laughs> Orange Julius into Pornhub. Yes, <laughs> yes. I-, I have a question. An Orange Julius is a shake yeah i think it, orange julius it's a creamsicle shake sure, yeah it's, it's a creamsicle like a, shake it's kind of like a proto smoothie like before the smoothie yeah. trend there was a like but bad for you yeah there's like a less healthy version of a smoothie called an orange julius and it was something we always got at the mall it was a like and, a mall treat and had like it's ice cream and oranges or something i don't know if it has ice cream in it yeah it's like orange juice and ice whipped maybe with egg whites or something to make it whippy Oh, I see. Uh huh. I think you're making it much fancier than they probably do at Orange <laughs> yeah. Julius. I mean, I Orange Julius's near, are good. Nary an egg white is found at Orange <laughs> Julius. Orange Julius was such a childhood treat for me. You know, you go to JCPenney, you try yeah. on some pants, and it's fucking boring, and the pants are itchy, but it's okay because you're getting a Julius for the ride home. And did you sleep in the little centers of those circular things? You remember how the pants were always in like a circular? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like always going in there, going in the middle, and that was like that was that was also peak comedy along with that like with the fart powder. Yeah, good gag. If you could put your... fart powder Ooh, in that, put fart in there. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be the funniest man alive. Um, and I was there is a there's one mall in the a- L.A. area that I think still has an Orange Julius. They are out yeah. of vogue, but I think there's one there's one mall. Um. There's a mall like in Culver City that still has one, and I went on like a special trip to get. Not one. that you've checked. I did check. No, I was. I listen. I'm a. I'm a Julius head. I'm. I'm. I'm a Julius stir. <laughs> I mean, um, Jordan is into Orange Julius. He knows that they're out of vogue because of that damned Grace Coddington. Edit Vogue editor. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thanks. That's good. Um. And I went on a special trip to get one. I'm like, all right, going to relive childhood. Here we go. Going to go to JCPenney, try on some itchy pants, <laughs> make the make a make a day of this. Um, 
I got the Julius and it sucked. It really sucked. Really? Yeah, it did. I was bummed. I was I was ready too, you know? And like, there's so many of those mall treats that deliver. Cinnabon, Wetzel's Pretzels. Like, it's, it's in that same category of thing. And all of those, when you get them, you're like, you know, obviously this is a gut bomb, but they're really good. And I was, yeah, I, I didn't finish it. It was a... What is a gut bomb? Well, how would you describe that? Is, di- oh, is di- just like diarrhea? Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> I guess I think of it as just like a treat that makes you feel kind of bad afterwards. It makes okay. you feel a little greasy on the inside. And yes, it's diarrhea. It's like when you have pancakes could... for, for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, exactly. Do you know when you have pancakes for breakfast, you're like, it's right. such a good idea. And then an hour later, you no. need a nap. You're like, yeah, whoops, it's 11 and I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> the saddest part about diarrhea is that it would be such a pretty name. Yeah, it's really true. Right. That is the saddest. Think about it. Diarrhea, that's a beautiful name. It's certainly not the like millions of people that cholera and stuff kill. Sure. That's uh, the saddest part of diarrhea. No. If I was a garbage pail kid, my name would be Diarrhea Bria. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, Bria. Thanks, Bria. It's a good way to remember my name. Because <laughs> yeah. I do I do forget your name sometimes. I'm like, Bria. Oh, not not Brea. Bria rhymes with diarrhea. Diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. Oh, Jesse, can I tell you another interesting historical fact? I, you know, yeah. Can Mallory. I listen? Can we listen to, or is it just for Jesse? Yes. I'm a no, hit, everyone well, else, block your ears. Bria. Including all the listeners. Everyone in the yeah. world, block your ears except for Jesse Thorne. In, well, how about uh, this? You know what? Unless you're a history buff like me. Mm-hmm. If you're a history buff like I am, if you love history, American history, world history, local history, Herstory mm-hmm. um, during Women's History Month, uh, then go ahead and listen. If you're not interested in history, uh, plug your ears and uh, go read uh, about current events or whatever the fuck it is that you're into. I have <laughs> yeah, a lot hey, of perspective. Hey, uh, history buffs, history buffs, listen up, math whizzes. Why don't you go marry your calculator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, you, literature nuts. Uh, sounds like you're doomed to repeat history, mm, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, damn. That was a little mm-hmm. harsh. That uh, was a little harsh, man. So, okay. you know what La Brea means? What does that mean? The tar. So, oh, yeah. the La Brea tar pits are the tar tar pits. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the tar tar pits, of course, everybody knows those from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 with those tar tar pits. Real niche LA content here on this episode. Yeah. It's kind of what we do now. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. <laughs> And before. Orange Julius, Tarpits, Alligator Farms, you know, all the good stuff. Um, So you were going to connect this to eroticism, and I'm so intrigued as to how this is going to work out. Thank you. And it's going to work perfectly, and everybody's going to like it, and the podcast is good. Um, (laughs) It's a really good podcast, and it's going to be Yeah, people like this podcast. It's very successful. Very good. Um, A lot of people listen to it. We're like the... How long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, Not too long. Sure, we I haven't overstayed our welcome. An appropriate it, amount of time. Did y'all? Did you invent podcasts with this one, or what was the? Were you the first podcast up there? Yeah, us and Adam Curry from MTV's Headbangers Ball. <laughs> um, so I have a question about what's appropriate in the workplace. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he man, <laughs> you shouldn't have had that extra whiskey. <laughs> I think that was an up, uh, not a down, but go ahead. Oh, okay. I guess I'm... That's He-Man when he gets his hands on those purple pills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So I am, I, I am working in a job that is all remote. There's no in-person aspect to this. It's one of these new 2020 jobs. Yeah. 
And so we're, you know, it's all it's all Zoom, it's all Slack and 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 the like. And it's all happening 2 years ago in 2020. In 2020. <laughs> This is a past job. I haven't worked in years. <laughs> going to be evicted from my apartment. Um, it's going to be terrible. Um, okay. How familiar is everyone with the Alan Thicke hit from 1988, Sweaty and Hot? Intimately. Not at all. Front to back. I don't know. So th- this is a song, I think, and Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the history buff. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm, I'm nuts in, about history. Me, I'm into angles. Mm-hmm. Um, so You're a geometry buff, just the angle part. Wait, does 1988? <laughs> no, no. Do you count 1988 as? Where do you think history starts, Jesse? Mm. Wow, you know, um, it's a great question, Bria. For me, mm-hmm. history starts in the heart. <laughs> history is the friends we make along the way okay there you go. Thanks, yes, that's right, right. right. Mm. that's a really good point for me my best friend mr julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> who, who started the first orange julius that was exactly. it yeah. yeah he started it after getting jaundice <laughs> you turn more yellow when you get jaundice he was sick of getting scurvy and he was right. like how can i get my soldiers to eat more oranges put ice cream in it and how can we get them to try on itchy pants at the mall? <laughs> we need something to get my centurions to get a pair of church pants. Uh, okay. So in 1988, Alan Thicke for, I think, the Crystal Light Aerobics Championship, 1988. That's correct. That is not a real thing. It is. I read about it in, in Howard Zinn's The People's History of the United <laughs> right. States. <laughs> what your history teacher didn't tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. About Alan Thicke. <laughs> in Crystal Light, number one drink of moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was some sort of televised event meant to capitalize off the aerobics craze of the time. And... It combined Crystal Light, the number one drink of moms, with mm-hmm. Alan Thick, the number one snack of moms. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing made moms thirsty. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Let's just put it that way. The whole of and some dads um, <laughs> thirsty and wet. Go ahead. There's yeah. So so there's this kind of amazing opening scene that is a kind of a perennial YouTube viral clip there's like a key and peel sketch that's a parody of it it's uh it's it's the greatest thing it's these it's these toned and jacked babes and hunks doing the most ridiculous aerobics but but it's all fucking awesome like it's one of those things like this is so 80s this is so hilarious but also it rules this is um, how jordan tells us that he's really into aerobics he's like aerobic it's aerobics guys but it's so cool and but, but also and now you guys watch me do aerobics and tell me how cool i look <laughs> it's not that jazzercise bullshit yeah yeah <laughs> jordan has a rivalry with jazzercise i should fill you guys in on mm. that um but the best part of this whole affair is alan thick comes out and sings an original song uh, called Sweaty and Hot. Uh, Brian, just push play on this, and let's get a flavor of this. Oh. I just realized who Alan Thicke is. The guy from Growing Pains? Yeah. I, for some reason, I was picturing Robin Thicke. He's his dad. Is he really? So, Brian, you can hit pause on this. 
So I can't wait to listen to this when I power lift tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is gonna yeah. be my new jam. A, a revelation I had about it the last time I listened to it was that oh, if Nick Lowe or Marshall Crenshaw sang this, this would be the greatest power pop song of all time. Mm-hmm. Like if this yeah. came out in 1979, greatest power pop song of all time. We've discussed this on the show yes, before. It's one of the ten topics. You've discussed you this really... song on the show before. We have. Yeah, we absolutely. don't. Dis- we don't discuss a variety of things, Bria. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a shuffling this Wario and Pregnant Sonic, and yeah. that's about it. Ah. Um, but this song, all very timely. as I've said on the show before, <laughs> yeah. is a fucking legit jam. Like I sing this song to myself, not as a joke, because I fuck with this song. In this, but do you like, work out to it? Do you really mm. fuck with it enough well, to get into the spirit of the song, Jesse? Great I question. mean, I prefer to work out my brain at the local historical society. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but in response to your question, yes, I bring a pastel-colored cassette boombox to the historical society, press play, and blast this song, uh, uh, as along with "Jump for My Love" sure. by the Pointer Sisters. Sure, these two songs. Um, Mallory, you're saying you think this could make the Powerlift playlist? Oh yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna ch- test it out tomorrow. What else is on the Powerlift playlist? <laughs> Some really embarrassing stuff. Um, okay, so, so let's have... all let's all go around and say our workout playlist song that is bad but also rules. Well, has anyone ever have all of you seen the incredible documentary by my favorite man in the world, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pumping Iron? I so anyone wants Pumping Iron? I don't, no. you, so, do you really want to call him your favorite man in the no, world? No, but I love him. He's, he's my problematic fave. I wish he sure. was my dad. I love him so much. He's got those tiny donkeys. You wish he was your dad. You I don't wish Arnold like Schwarzenegger was your dad. Do you wish your mom was his oh, housekeeper? I love. I know he's so problematic, but I love him. I have a giant Conan flag in my in my gym. Um, but so the, this amazing documentary was made, Pumping Iron, about bodybuilders in the in the early '80s, I think. But a lot of people don't know that they made a sequel to it called Pumping Iron Two with women and i love it so much and is that the subtitle colon with women (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just called pumping iron 2 like the ladies but they have um a really great soundtrack to it and uh my favorite song off of it that one of my favorite people in the documentary does her posing routine to is um live to win by fast forward and it is so good you guys should pull it up uh, is this live number two win no, <laughs> live to it's the women okay. live to win. Okay, Brian, pull true. that up on the internet and because yeah. I need to hear this. Yeah. Live to win. What is it called? What is the band called? Fast forward, live to win. And if it doesn't make you, if it, you feel like you're in a montage, you know, hmm. it's fast number four word. <laughs> <laughs> I just want there to be a number in this somewhere. I don't know why. Where are the goddamn numerals? Memory? Uh, while we're going around, Bria, do you have one of these types of songs? Oh, um, like a workout song, an embarrassing workout song. Yeah, it's okay. I'll say mine. I'll yeah, say you, mine. you say yours. I'm. I'll think about this. I'll, I have I'll a come up with running playlist, oh. mm-hmm. and there's you know when you're 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 doing your thing, and then you know, I shuffle it. So I don't know when this this coming, but when it comes, I I I speed up. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog style, blast off. I thought you were gonna say it's the Sonic uh, the Hedgehog song. <laughs> It's the song, yeah. <laughs> like one of those. One uh, of those no, it's it's Waterloo by Abba. It's Waterloo by Abba. Oh, that's a good one. That's not a oh, It's a fucking though. great song. Yeah, it is great. 
No, it's a little, it's a little embarrassing. It's a, it's embarrassing how hard it pumps me up. I think I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. No. Do you know what song? Yeah, you know what song like really slaps, as the kids say that I listen to mm-hmm. that is embarrassing is uh, "Call Me Maybe." That's a good song. I think I think we've all we've all come around. I to think it? "Call Me Maybe" has been rehabbed as a like, okay. legitimate pop classic. But yeah. yes, I under I understand what you mean. I lo- I mean, none of these are as good as "Fast Forward." Yeah, Brian, do you but, have it? You know, Can you uh... play to win? Play to win. Sorry. Play with a six. <laughs> Oh yeah, don't you feel it already? I do. I'm gonna start lifting right now. I'm gonna lift my chest up, chest up over my head. I like this album cover. You gotta get to the chorus. Yeah. It makes, it makes me want to do this is the move I feel like goes with it. Oh yeah, that's good. That's right. <laughs> you want to grab no, the sides pu- of your head no, like you can't I believe. Do, I put this on and do pull-ups. It's incredible. Yeah. What okay. So, I yeah. think is great about this song is that that may be the least convincing declaration that someone is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I so I have this job. We have a we have a Slack channel. We don't we don't. We Do don't I get to say a other. song? Oh sure, yeah. We'll <laughs> we thought it's you cold didn't work as out. Ice by oh. MOP. Oh, that's good. Is that embarrassing? That- What's embarrassing about that? I get, I don't know. I was just really. Are you trying to be one of those cool people that names a cool song? It's like, oh, it's so embarrassing. It's <laughs> my not favorite that cool al- of a song. My guilty pleasure is John Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't you you wouldn't have heard of it on my cheat day. I have chamomile tea. <laughs> Mop are are a yelling rap group from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and their most famous song is Annie Up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cold as Ice was also a pretty big hit, and my favorite part about cold Ice is it samples the chorus of the foreigner song cold as ice and there's like this there's this famous rap story that someone asked lil fame from mop like i love this i love the song cold as ice it's crazy that you guys some yelling rappers from brooklyn are would be foreigner fans and uh lil fame is like just said like, nah, fuck, I'm not a foreigner fan. I found that record on the street and bet somebody I could make a hit out of it. Wow. Nice. <laughs> totally and so did. I feel like foreigner's okay. Like we don't need to worry yeah. about their sales dipping because of this. No, nah, foreigner's not sweating it. Because they're cold as ice. You know that they are. So at 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 work the 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 just general topic of aerobics came up and I'm like, ah, what a great chance to introduce everybody. To sweaty and hot, or remind them of sweaty and hot if they've forgotten about it. Yeah, because these people probably need a fucking song to be their song of the year. Yeah, totally. You're doing the you're doing the good work out there. I work for Pitchfork. I should mention, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to make the ultimate contrarian move and uh, declare the song of the year a song that was written for the 1988 Crystal Light uh, Aerobics Championship. I- have y'all? Sorry, I'm gonna. You're no, never okay. gonna finish this story. Uh, have that's okay. Y'all it's not. It's not great. Of it's sweaty being used a term for like 
oh, it doesn't quite work for me or something. Sweaty is an adjective in like. It's like an overworked joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something that's like trying a little too hard. Yeah, like... trying a little too hard. I had never heard of sure. that till today. So it's weird this is oh. coming up. Interesting. Today. Also, I, I, I have to ask, sweaty. how do you win at aerobics? Mm. Like, that's a <laughs> You know what? <laughs> With as much as we've talked about this video <laughs> and everything surrounding, surrounding this is why it, you need a historian. Never occurred, that's questions. never occurred to me to look at how this was a competition and who won. <laughs> Alan Thick one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer is you do whatever it is that my childhood best friend Pete's mom, Claudia, was up to. She was hella good at that shit. Mm. I seen her do it in her living room while watching VHS cassettes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he man, get out of here. <laughs> right. So are is it are you outlasting the other aerobics people? Is, is it like a hands on the hard body, body situation? No. Right. Can't yeah. Be. Just Can't people be. are passing out of dehydration. <laughs> In the end, you get a Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> yeah. Is that the most aerobics car, a Volkswagen Golf? I think probably. Yeah. Hey, sure. audience. Tweet Jesse your more aerobics cars. <laughs> <laughs> Pontiac Fiero. So I put this in the work chat. Nothing. And I'm like, is it possible these people don't like sweaty and hot? And then I was like, oh, no. Is it inappropriate to discuss sweaty and hot in a work context? It might be. Oh, man. Do you think... Do you think that they're trying to cancel the phrase spectacular cardiovascular? Yeah, or cutest little gluteus, where he talks (laughs) about his butt and other muscle groups. Maybe they just have a different, they just, maybe they're just not very fun. Hmm. It could be. They're not very fun. They're not funny. But I just, what I, I, listen, it's possible that. No one responded ever? No one ever responded? No, uh uh-uh. And I'm afraid that they're being, they're offended that I would Or they're just so busy singing that song Uh, to themselves that they haven't been able to go back to work. Or maybe it's like the kind of thing they've all seen before so many times that they don't want to, they're like, ugh, not this again. They're just like over it. Okay. This is a little I'm on the school board here in Los Angeles, and there have been a lot of people speaking uh, at our meetings uh, about teachers talking about sweaty and hot in the classroom (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that parents should be able to decide when their children are ready (laughs) to learn about the Alan Thicke song, Sweaty and Hot. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Did, were you, are you, was anyone just, and please be honest, was anyone secretly offended when I brought up sweaty and hot? Did it make anybody uncomfortable? Does anybody feel like they're too sweaty too, at this point too sweaty too hot yeah. no, i mean i'm more uncomfortable with the fact that i didn't know that alan thick sang songs i, I just thought he was the dad from growing pains He's alan thick wrote threat. like seven of your favorite television theme songs what name them okay let's i'm gonna i'm gonna type in what tv songs did alan thick write oh i saw the full house house this weekend too whoa that has a lot of the full house. The full house house has a lot of doors to nowhere. <laughs> Dave Coulier is behind all of them. Yeah. Woof. Okay, let's get into this. Number one, he wrote the Facts of Life theme song. What? Yeah, that's right. Take the good, take the bad, take them both. There you have the Facts of Life, which is that Alan Thicke wrote that shit. Mm-hmm. That's the Facts of Life referred to in the song Facts of Life is the fact that Alan Thicke wrote the Facts of Life song. Wow. He wrote the fucking Different Strokes theme <gasps> song. These are like two of the greatest yeah. television. Mm-hmm. He wrote the fucking Wheel of Fortune song. What? Wait, so hold Wait. on. If he did all these things, why is, is he opening up the Crystal Light Aerobics Championships? Well, that why is a, he not That was a celebrity bigger? position at the time. <laughs> that seemed like a big program. Because the man's program. an entertainer. Yeah. 
Is that the Coachella of the 1980s? I'm sorry. I don't think Wheel of Fortune has a song. I mean, like, not a song with lyrics. Yeah. Do, what does Wheel, Wheel of Fortune have? Uh, dun, 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 fortune. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. Dun, dun, he wrote that? Wow. Yeah. He just said, he just said, dun, 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 dun. He got his check. And out. he wrote the theme song to Hello, Larry. Well. Hmm. A one-season series about a 44-year-old psychology radio show host who's raising two teenage girls. Well, the problem was not the theme song. We know that. We can say that for fucking certain. So was he a composer or an actor first? Great question. That's a great question. I would say simultaneously both. Yeah. He's like, you know what? He's on set and he's like, oh, you know what would be a jam for this show? I got it. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I, I stan Alan Thicke's song for the 1988 Crystal Light Aerobics championship i stand robin thick's first album which is a fucking great sort of uh pop soul album in the vein of the jackson five or early stevie wonder fucking great record i don't know who robin thick is oh you do that's alan thick's hit hit song son hit hit son <laughs> his hit <Yeah>. son <laughs> coming in at number one son <laughs> the hottest you know son those are the birthday cards that he got every year um Okay, well, I think we've. I think I feel better about including sweaty and hot in a work context. I think it was probably I think you're okay. okay. Um, before we go to break, I think I've solved this uh, Lincoln Park thing, Jesse. Um, oh, great. Can you? I think I got it. So, Jesse, just say like, like, oh, I, I, um, you know, I was in. Yeah, I was right. in I got, no, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. So, uh, just the other day, mm-hmm. I headed south from my house. Uh-huh. Uh, because I wanted to take my kids around the lake at this beautiful park near my house called Lincoln Park. Oh, is that a, across the street from Limp Biscuit Rec Center? <laughs> there you go. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The man died, Jordan. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Ooh, Jordan Morse, boy detective. Max Fun Drive is around the corner, and we thank mm-hmm. every single member of Maximum Fun uh, who has supported us low these many years. Uh, you are the juice that juices up our engine. Thank you to all of you. Yeah, we got some uh, we got some fun bonuses coming your way for Max Fun Drive too. So uh, if you're a, if you're a member, uh, look out for those bonuses. And uh, if you're not a member, this would be a good year to do it. We got some fun stuff. Well, I'm not going to say what it is, but let's just say it's some very handsome mustachioed content. Let's just let's let's leave it there. We'll just leave a, it there. That's enough of it. It's Jeez. about Hall of Fame relief pitcher Raleigh Fingers, <laughs> his famous mustache. Also, this week, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jordan, you know yeah. I get migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. You know about this? I do. You've mentioned it. One of the things that creates that triggers migraine headaches is stress. Yes. And one of the things that I have learned through therapy is ways, techniques, concrete ways to help manage my stress levels. And in fact, I would argue that therapy in and of itself, outside of those sort of concrete techniques, uh, CBT, just cock and ball torture, um, outside of those techniques, the act of going to therapy in and of itself is a stress relief for me. Yeah, it definitely it's definitely such a such a great um thing to do in the middle of a stressful week. Um, 
yeah, like you said, Jesse, sometimes you're learning a great technique from your therapist, or sometimes it just feels good to get all that gunk off your chest with a professional. There are so many ways to, to get therapy. Um, we encourage you to get them in one of in one of those many ways, whether it's in person or a community clinic or uh, you know, there are many, many ways to get therapy. BetterHelp is one of them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to look at your therapist if you don't want to. You can just tap, tap, tap it on into that computer. Uh, it is uh, relatively affordable compared to uh, a lot of in-person therapy, and it is easy to access. Um, you know, give, give it a try. See, see if it helps lower your stress. Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JJ Go. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com slash JJ Go. We're also supported this week by the good folks at Magic Spoon. Now, you, anybody who's listened to this show knows that Jordan and I are locked in an eternal combat. A struggle, yes. <laughs> A struggle no one can win. <laughs> I like peanut butter. Mm hmm. Magic Spoon. That's my favorite because yeah. I like that it's got a little bit of uh, it's got a little like a, a hint of saltiness. Like I like that it is a more it's sweet, uh, but it's also got a, a little edge of something. Savory seems like the wrong word because it makes it sound like I'm eating a meaty cereal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are no meat cereals available at Magic Spoon. But there are a lot of other great flavors. I mean, maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe. Hey, I don't know. Listen, we're not. We're we're here to tell you about the product. We're not here to do R and D for them. They're innovative. They got cookies and cream now. They got maple waffle now. They got blueberry. They reformulated the honey nut. Jesse just got added Jesse, to the permanent I collection. Did I did it. I did it. You mm -hmm. know what What's I did? That? What'd you do? That just pivotal moment in any mm -hmm. podcaster's career mm -hmm. where they use their own promo code. Uh huh. Magic Spoon, you know, sometimes they, they give us a little taste. Sometimes they give us a little taste so we can, you know, talk about the product in an authentic way. Yeah. But sometimes you eat all that taste and you just want more tastes. Yeah. So I did it. I went online this week and used my own promo code to get me a custom box of Magic Spoon. Here's what I did. I got a peanut butter. I got a cocoa. I got a cookies and cream. And part of the thing that motivated me to use my own promo code was I'm like, I got to try that blueberry. I got to try the blueberry. I haven't tried it yet. I'm excited about the blueberry. How is the bloob? I haven't had it yet. It's on its way. I'm tracking the package as we speak. You went to magicspoon.com slash JJ go to yeah, create the custom bundle of cereal. Yeah. And, and our listeners, they can go to magicspoon.com slash JJ go to grab a custom bundle of cereal and they can be sure to use our promo code JJGO at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash JJGO and use the code JJGO to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Remember, Magic Spoon is the only breakfast cereal that my child Frankie calls Magic Poon because of a mild speech delay, Jordan. Yeah, not being gross. No, it's not disgusting. We also have a message up on the Jumbotron. 
Do you need a new podcast to fill the emptiness? <laughs> then Celebrate the Date is the show for you. Celebrate the Date is a weekly comedy podcast hosted by siblings Katie and Colton Pratt. They find a holiday for every day of the upcoming week and tell you how to celebrate them. Every week they celebrate five national holidays and do an audience-requested celebration. If you like parties, holidays, and sibling banter, then check out Celebrate the Date. They would love it if you gave them a listen. Wink. Wink it, emoji. Uh, it, it, it ended with a, what's that called when it's not an emoji? What is it called when they, when it's the. Emoticon maybe? Emoticon. Gave it a little wink emoticon. It's fun. You know what that means? What? The little wink emoticon? Sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast you can fuck. We think. <laughs> Prattpodcast.com slash celebrate or search celebrate the date wherever you get your podcasts. Look. You got a message to share with the Jordan Jesse Go audience and you're a Jordan Jesse Go listener, go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. It's a hundred bucks to share your personal message, two hundred bucks for your commercial message. Look, we're not getting rich off this. No. We're getting rich from our oil fields. And from saving so much money on Magic Spoon. <laughs> that's the two things. I mean, that's what if you read one of those subreddits that's about like how to retire at 35 or whatever, right. it says number one, save five dollars on Magic Spoon by going to magicspoon.com slash JJGo and using the code JJGo. Number two, invest the savings in oil fields. Right. You're and gonna want Derek's too. Stonks, perhaps. Maybe yeah. stonks are involved. Maybe get some oil stonks. Is that something? Know. We don't know. I don't. I don't. Or know. just an oily stunt. I don't. I don't want to retire. What would I do with myself? Yeah, you know what I would do? Hmm. Darning. Oh, that sounds nice. Well, like if I got holes in my socks. But honestly, I'm doing that already to save money so I can retire. That's great. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. God knows what's happening now. Where, what are we even talking about? It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bria Grant, Orange Julius Stir. <laughs> <laughs> and Mallory O'Mara, slide whistle enthusiast. Mm hmm. Um, do you think you could do a little training and become a Cinnabonster? <laughs> I feel like that's a step. I, hope. I feel like that's a step down. <laughs> oh, is there a, is there a hierarchy at the mall food court? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what is the what's the prime. Well, I okay. I bet at a if the mall has like some sit down places like a PF mm. Chang's or a Cheesecake Factory. Oh, obviously, yeah. I bet those fuckers rule the roost. Yeah, you get out of the way when the host or hostess from the PF Chang's is coming through the break room. Hoster, if you will. The hoster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then I bet like the, you know, the like. The stalls in the food court are next, like a Sabaro or mm. like whatever their version of the like styrofoam Chinese styrofoam container Chinese place is. Mm -hmm. And then the carts, then like a Wetzel's pretzels or anything that's on a that's relegated to a yeah, cart. Carts are definitely bottom barrel. They're the ones who are like trying to hand things out as you're walking by and you have to pretend that you didn't hear them. Right. And at the very bottom is Dippin' Dots. Yeah, the yeah. scum of the earth. Because they've been around. They've been the future of ice cream for entirely too long. The future done came and went. Yeah, and they are still claiming to be the future. 
Oh, I saw the best tweet that was like, this can't be the future that Dip and Dots promised us. <laughs> we can't be living in the world that Dip and Dots was the future. Uh, of. Is Dip and Dots responsible for this hellscape dumpster fire? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's an alternate universe where they don't have Dip and Dots, but everything is better. Or we just have Dip and Dots because mm-hmm. they became the future. Because <laughs> the thing is, they just never caught on. <laughs> it's, a, it's an alternate. The dip, dip and Dots are from another plane of the multiverse. Yeah, and somebody came the to multiverse? this. The multiverse? Yes. They came, <laughs> someone came to this one and they were like, okay, okay, I know how to become a millionaire in this one. I'm going to put Dippin' Dots out. And they thought that was going to really make make or break. I feel like the Dippin' Dots people are not sweating it. Whoever invented Dippin' yeah. Dots is in a fucking big-ass pool right now doing the backstroke. You really think so? And there's a and by, by the pool. pool, there's a giant freezer. I'll give you my evidence for this. When my wife was a child. Is this the story about the uh, It's It's freezer? Yeah, because we, it's all we I have, think we about, have five Jordan. Stories. We have five stories. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, when go. My wife was stories. a child. Her grandfather was a judge, and he was in a country club. And one of his country club friends was the guy who invented It's It's or owned It's It's. I don't think he invented It's It's. I don't know what that is. It's a frozen confection. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a lo- It's, it's a like regional. the middle 20 minutes of the show every week. Yeah. Okay. Like after – starts around 25, it's like this uh, the story It's happens. It portion of the show is like the ice cream between the oatmeal cookies mm-hmm. of an It's It. Oh. And uh, – wow. And this uh, this grandfather had a friend who was the It's It man, and he had a pool at his house, so the, everyone was allowed to go to his house to swim in the pool. And by the pool, there was a freezer that was always full of It's It's. Wow. It's just the, all I want in the world is salt. That's it. It's just all I want in the world is a pool, and then there's a freezer that's completely full of It's It's. That's oh, all. no. Just... But your freezer would be full of, like, podcasts or something. <laughs> yeah. Folks, Aww. are you ready to learn some stuff about Dippin' Dots? Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you. So in the late 1980s, a man named Kurt Jones invented Dippin' Dots mm-hmm. when he was working in a Kentucky lab working with animal feed. Oh. And he was u- using feed. liquid nitrogen to flash freeze it and wondered if he could reinvigorate his favorite dessert. And he tried it out and made Dippin' Dots. But a few years ago, he doesn't work at Dippin' Dots anymore because there was a punishing lawsuit and he was forced to walk away. Oh, my gosh. For what? Why, what was he? I'm not saying anymore. I'm writing the Dippin' Dots book. <laughs> Can you beat the hot Cheetos movie to theaters? Oh, I love Cheetos. Bria, should we tell them about the greatest invention that we got specifically for eating hot Cheetos? This is another thing from our, our Amazon wish list. Oh, I should go grab them. They're called Snack Div. And they're basically chopsticks that go in between your fingers and you like if you're making a cutting motion as if oh, your fingers were scissors. I've seen these. They've advertised you on Instagram, I'm sure. They are life changing. What do you do with them? You can read a book so that your fingers don't get covered in Cheeto dust. Or whatever you're eating. It doesn't book? have to be Cheetos. Yeah. Your I books mean, are you, full of Cheeto dust? Or you don't get <laughs> you don't were. get book germs not... on your peanuts. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Filthy book Anything germs. You're reading you books eat. with your peanuts, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I'm reading, sorry, collections of the comic strip peanuts. That's what I oh, got. <laughs> I got them at the book fair. Something we investigate very, very thoroughly on reading glasses is the best types of foods that don't leave residue on your fingers. But I love Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It's one of my favorite snacks. And it is a notorious dust lever on your fingers. Very bad for reading until I got these Snacktive chopsticks. And now my life has changed. It does I used good. them earlier today. I use them every day of my life. 
I learned on Twitter today that uh, you guys are familiar with Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. The DQ, sure. They've signed a deal with Major League Baseball. So not only are their famous signature stack burgers the official burger of Major League Baseball, Mm. uh, but I learned from the press release that the DQ Blizzard treat is now the official treat of Major League Baseball. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fuck off, McFlurry. So, official treat. <laughs> Major League Baseball can have it as a treat. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's wow. like a little bit of salami. DQ I want to be Blizzard an official treat. treat. DQ Blizzard Treat is the official um, name of that product. Uh, we have uh, calls to get to, but I just want to just circle back and uh, applaud uh, Mallory for Multiverse. I don't think it got enough. I feel like Multiverse was very Thank good. Um, it immediately an made me think of a, of a universe of malts. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Malt shops, a very wholesome kind of 1950s universe where, yeah, where David Lynch, where lives. David Lynch lives. Uh, ooh, but there's a seedy underbelly. Ooh, it looks like white picket fences, uh, but no, no, no. I buy. I go to the regular grocery store sometimes because usually I'm, I'm shopping at Trader Joe's or whatever. But um, uh, sometimes I'll go to the regular grocery store, and it's because I need to buy grape nuts because I love grape nuts. Mm-hmm. And no. malted. Have you ever had grape nut ice cream? I've heard it's. Is that's a northeastern treat? From yeah, Boston area. That uh, sounds great to me. Is it I like mixed it, into but... the ice cream? Yeah, I, I mean, if you hate your teeth, it is the <laughs> best thing to eat. <laughs> but I'll go to the regular grocery store. I will buy grape nuts and I will buy malted milk powder. Mm-hmm. I love malted. I will. Yeah. It is so good to me. I love it. I love Do you it. ever put it in the, in with the cereal so you can have malted milk with your grape nuts? My gracious, that sounds tremendous. Sold in the room, Mallory. This is why you're the <laughs> author of Girly Drinks. Because <laughs> you're a certified mixologist. Mixologist-er, thank you. Very okay, much. fair enough. Mm-hmm. When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us, 206-984-4FUN, or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's a person who's done that, according to Brian, who presses play on the call at this time now. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go, and future presidential candidate Griffin McElroy. Close. This is Ben from outside of Philly, and I'm calling with my momentous occasion that I just got my student loans forgiven. So that's pretty awesome for me. And all I had to do was work for the government for 10 years. But this is the most I'll ever make in one day. So that's pretty awesome. I also missed Colin from the other week, and I saw a helicopter crash. I at first thought I watched people die, but it turned out everybody was okay, and nobody really got hurt at all. But I did see a helicopter crash, which was kind of cool. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Do you think when they they send you one of those musical cards, you are forgiven, Forget no, that's why forgiven. they. You, I can't believe he's not connecting these things. They're like, oh no, he saw the helicopter crash. Quick, forgive his student loans. So <laughs> it was a black helicopter. Right. <laughs> Wait, what was the song? I don't. I don't. What's the? Do I don't know, know what the song's from. Isn't that the Who or something? I think it's the Who. Might yeah, with like, their famous song about helicopter crashes <laughs> yeah. or student loans or student loans. Song. You know, the two most popular yeah. subjects for songs. Won't get loaned yeah, again. It's the who. A quick one while he's away. Famous, yeah. famous Who song nice. from the kids are all right. That's fine. Got that right. Thank God. I only know like f- four white people songs. It's that and Cold as Ice by Foreigner. <laughs> Found that on the sidewalk. 
<laughs> Under with a mix that just said songs white people like. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's just the Rushmore soundtrack, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Brian, and um, Janet, Vonnie. Maybe this is Seth calling from London um, with an entry to. Uh, I know it's been a while, but um, bike site. Um, so I'm just walking to the dog that I dog sit's house and, uh, this guy zips past me in the park, uh, on his bike and in those couple of seconds before I saw the back of his bike, which we'll come back to, um, I thought, I thought, come on guy, like there's loads of bike paths in the area that I live in and it's not a busy traffic time of day. Like, why are you zipping through the park? running over pedestrians, this kind of thing. But then I did see the back of his bike and uh, right below the tail light, um, there's a pair of uh, bike nuts, like <laughs> truck wow. nuts, but on a bike. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Looks like a sort of like silicone attachment that you stretch over the bike light and then, you know, they're there being bike nuts. Um, so, you know, obviously this was... Uh, a special man and I shouldn't have uh, been offended by he had business to do bike nut business so yeah bike nuts there it is there it is <laughs> can I tell you guys what my what my first thought about this was thank you for the call Seth I love you too that he that that uh, it was referred to as the dog's house. That's what I was really excited about. Like, no people live there. Like, this dog lives all by itself like a, like a cartoon. The, do- the dog was willed a house. Someone died and left this dog a house. My first honest thought about this was just like, why would you listen to our show in another country? Mm. Like, mm. your country has shows... And they're probably good shows that people like. You know what I mean? Why I I can understand how someone in America, our country, mm-hmm. would whatever, you know, get confused and think there's not other podcasts or whatever reason it is that someone would end up listening to this show in America. But in a foreign country, it's one step too far. I think it might be a situation where, like, you hear about how popular The Simpsons is in other countries, like how popular right. The Simpsons is in South America, because it's got this other layer where it's funny to them, but also it makes them feel superior because it's a show about how dumb America is. Right. So maybe it's just and people are listening yeah. to this for jingoistic reasons. Right. Do you think that in Soviet Russia... While people were standing in line for bread or whatever, uh, they would play Jordan Jesse Go to remind people of how bad it is in capitalist countries. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. They have the freedom to do this. Ugh. So my second book, Girly Drinks, is coming out in the UK uh, this summer, and I was asked to um, do some edits mm-hmm. so they can make it be English uh, English translation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there were several things that I had to explain because they don't have them in England. Mm-hmm. And the list was medieval times, <laughs> two, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> tube socks, uh-huh. Old Spice, 
Natty Ice in Everclear. And I was like, <laughs> I am so embarrassed of my, my country that these are the things that, I, that are like American things that I must explain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair to us, uh, we don't believe that God chose someone to be the boss of us. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, England does not have medieval times. Yeah, because... it's set in England, isn't it? When Although you go? I guess... It's exciting when you're in England. Yeah. Like it's not as exciting to like be in a castle. You know, you're like, no, nah, this I oh, live in a castle it's myself. It's exciting you for know? everyone to be in a castle. I think most people no. in England already live in a castle. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's very, very exciting yeah. for them. Uh, and it was very, um, very embarrassing to have to explain what, what medieval times is. It's also true of Wales. They mm-hmm. hate medieval times? No, they mostly live in castles. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's only like five people in Wales and then like 400 sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also uh, in England and Wales, uh, they always eat roast chickens with their hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. yeah. They don't have forks yet. Do y'all have, y'all, so you, you don't have a lot of overseas listeners? Um, I think I think we have I think we have an outsized number of Canadians. This is all just circumstantial. I don't I have I don't look at the numbers. Yeah, um, we don't have direct. Don't, you don't read you the reviews. Don't care the for rule, them. I'm an angles guy. The mm. first rule of Jordan Jesse goes: do not look directly at the numbers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you get to a, a pinhole that you poke in a shoe. Yeah. Project mm-hmm. them on a wall. Um. So yeah, I think we probably have an outsized number of Canadians, and I think that we uh, maybe have a little pocket of Australians. That's just these are just circumstantial guesses. We're sort of like we're sort of like Maria Bamford or Arch Barker, mm-hmm. in that while we get by here in the United States, we're fucking legends in Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> uh, Bria, were you going to say? Do you have a uh, a sense uh, of have... maybe where your non-America listeners are? Uh, I think it's it's in, it's the UK yeah. and and Australia. Mm-hmm. So our our engineer is Australian who oh. who helps out on our show and um. The other day we were on a text chain and his text he wrote to us said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. But it changed the word out to Outback. And then he said that. (laughs) Bria immediately was like, is your phone being, (laughs) is your phone trolling you? I could not stop laughing. And he was like, I, sorry, I don't know why that happened. And I'm like, well, we know why it happened. It changed. I was trying to type back, but it autocorrected to bloom and onion. (laughs) <laughs> the other the other day speaking of the four things that we talk about on Jordan Jesse Go the other day I interviewed Claudia O'Doherty for uh, the very funny Claudia O'Doherty for Bullseye past Jordan Jesse Go guest Claudia O'Doherty and um uh she was great she's fucking hilarious and uh she's Australian and I jokingly asked her if she knew Yahoo Serious the star of mm-hmm. the Australian star of Young Einstein mm-hmm. and you know, this is just, uh, you know, the premise of this is just that that's the only thing I know about the Australian entertainment industry is is Yahoo Serious, the star of Young Einstein. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, moral of the story is, um, yes, her family is very close friends with Yahoo <laughs> Serious, the star of Young Einstein. He was over at their house a lot when she was a kid. Uh, when he got divorced, uh, his family remained much closer with his wife than with him. Hmm. Um, now ex-wife, I think. Uh, but she does, she could email Yahoo Sirius at any time if she wanted to. So 
there's that. I mean, I saw that, and then I guess Tim Tams. It's mm-hmm. Australia. Sure. Claudio Doherty, Yahoo Serious, Tim Tam. What's a Tim Tam? It's a kind of cookie that cookie. Greg oh. Barrett talks about a lot when he's in Australia. Okay. And you do a Tim Tam slam where you get the cookie, you bite the top off, bite the bottom off, and then suck tea up through the hole in the middle, and then you eat it. Yeah. Ugh. Last time I uh, did a Tim Tam slam, I also drained the swamp, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> on, my way to, on my way to Palm Springs. There it is. <laughs> 206-984-4FUN. JJ, go at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Look, it's a rough world out there, especially lately. I get it. So let's take care of our minds as best we can. I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think. The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed, and I was like, can't believe I got to go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man, and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Give your mind a break, give yourself a break, and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. La, 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 la. Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. 2022. Starting April 25th. It's the best time of the year to support your favorite shows by becoming a MaxFun member or upgrading your membership. In just two weeks. We've got some great episodes and amazing thank you gifts in store. And who knows, maybe a few surprises. Don't forget bonus content. So make sure to tune in starting Monday, April 25th to get all the juicy details on what each show has in store. Actually, wait, what are the details anyway? Why are they juicy? That's kind of a strange adjective to describe details. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bria Grant, Orange Julius Stir. What did I say? Yeah, yeah you right. got it. Stir. Okay, Stir. And I'm Mallory O'Mara, uh, Dippin' Dots historian. Can I share with you guys this picture of uh, the ostrich, the ostrich oh, farm? Yeah. Oh, please do. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm I'm typing into a a web search, uh, Los Angeles ostrich farm chariot, mm-hmm. um, and that has revealed the picture. Jesse has a new dream, by the way. <laughs> First. First result on this is this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into our chat and. I just like the my main thing right now is just I want to ride on this chariot. Um, it just seems like a really cool. Wow. Yeah, this looks great. Well, you know, ostriches can go almost forty miles an hour. She could like I, conceivably take it on the freeway. So for <laughs> for a hot minute in the nineties, so I'm from East Texas, and for a hot minute in the nineties, there were they were raising ostriches. Like a lot of farms would had ostriches i don't know why i think it was for meat well i was just gonna say as a kid growing up in massachusetts i remember at the market or excuse me market basket <laughs> they would sell ostrich steaks right. yeah and i would always be like they were wow s- that's real fucked up i think they were supposed to be like more i don't know what they were supposed to be but um Lean. i i know one of the reasons they had to shut down those farms because 
they were too mean. Oh, no. They were too mean, and they would attack people, oh, and they right. would... Yeah, that they was because would... I remember I did. I do remember buying a package of ostrich steaks, and the slogan is "the steak that can kick you to death." <laughs> <laughs> wow, this little girl riding that. So there's this little girl riding this alligator. Wow, it has a little what looks to be a belt around its jaws. Yeah, that does not seem strong enough. I don't have the kids, head... but I would assume don't put them there. Actually, well, let me tell you. It's very, very easy. So um, uh, alligators have a lot of... I I went to school for animal science before I became an author. Uh, Alligators have very weak jaw opening muscles. They have very strong jaw closing muscles. So if you're ever getting... If you're trying to drain the swamp and you come (laughs) across an alligator... Just hold their mouths closed. I'm not holding anything's mouth closed. (laughs) I refuse. Even if it's an alligator trying to eat you. I've read that same thing and I just don't believe it because I'm just like, that's alligator propaganda. Thank you. Did an alligator write this? (laughs) And if they're holding their mouths closed, how are they going to speak their truth? (laughs) (laughs) How are they going to bravely speak their truth? Alligator's like, just hold it closed. Just get really close. Put your little tiny, <laughs> grubby hands, those beautiful little skin sacks, right close to my mouth. Hold right. it closed. It shouldn't be a problem if you're strong. Skin it's sacks. easier to hold it closed if you rub barbecue sauce on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory, I feel like you are offended by the idea that they have such, str- as a power lifter, you know about working oppositional muscle groups. You know that it, there's nothing worse than having uh, weak opening muscles and strong closing muscles. You got to work both. They're not groups. working hard enough. I feel yeah. So some of these photos of the alligator farm. There's a woman. There's a, a small girl riding an alligator, and then there's like a baby. There's like a baby mm-hmm. a, that seems to be unsupervised, just standing by a pile of alligators. Yeah, the alligators are pointing at this. It's a toddler, Jordan. Okay. I mean, you can see the child toddling here. Well, maybe <laughs> it's going to toddle right into those alligators. Yeah, <laughs> it's toddling, toddling right to the jaws. There's two alligators off to one side who do appear to be fucking, but the rest of the alligators no. are pointed like a laser at this toddler. Yeah, and the remember, alligators have at them cloacas, like, so they need to put their cloacas together. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That sounds that sounds beautiful. Yeah. I think, yeah, I guess just in the olden times, it was just so hard to keep a kid alive anyway that you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, take him to the alligator <laughs> farm. <laughs> Point some gators at him and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. this seems a, like an incredibly dangerous photo. The, I mean, the, the gators have to be faster than the toddler can toddle. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the toddler's not even steady on her feet. No, she looks... They're not called steadiers. Mm-mm. This could tell a de- very different story. What if this is a very powerful toddler? Mm, what if this toddler... Be is the emperor of the alligators. And we're seeing something really beautiful here. So they're all pointed at the toddler reverentially. Mm. They're listening to the toddler. God, they You're... believe God gave this toddler the power <laughs> to rule over them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are having so many good ideas for stop motion movies directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's listening. <laughs> he only listens to uh, podcasts that come out of uh, music boxes. <laughs> Bria and Mallory, of course, Jordan host Reading Glasses, a show about books and reading, mm-hmm. reading culture, reading practices, reading advice, reading technological aids, uh, different shit you can get for free from libraries. This is actually a great sum up of our show. Yeah. <laughs> Snack apparatuses. <laughs> 
the um, important stuff. Should we close with with book recommendations? That would be great. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to hear what uh, what y'all are reading that you that you like a lot. Mallory, why don't you start? What's some What's something that you've read recently that you would recommend to Jordan Jesse Coe's listeners? Uh, I just read a five star banger uh, called "The Cartographers" by Peng Shepard. Uh, it is a new uh, sort of literary fantasy book about this woman and her. She comes from a line of cartographers. Her father and her mother were both famous cartographers. She is a cartographer, uh, but she has had a. Her mother has disappeared. Uh, when she was a kid, her and her father have had a rift uh, and are no longer speaking. It's one of those books where, like, her father gets murdered and then it unlocks some uh, really wild mystery that has been going on that involves – there's something called phantom um, phantom encampments or phantom, phantom settlements where um, different – map companies sometimes will put a fake town on their map so they know that if that fake town that doesn't exist shows up on another company's map that they copied it and in this book's universe uh they the main character of this book uh ends up getting entangled with this sort of mystery around a phantom settlement that actually is real and you can only go there if you have the special map that gets you to this uh phantom settlement it is so i was in a really bad as we call a book slump Mm. uh, on reading glasses i was having a really hard time getting into books in this book i mean i um, i took half the day off work to finish it i mean i just could not put it down so wicked wicked good five stars what are you reading bria but weirdly now it feels like our show but weirdly (laughs) taking off work is she just took time off of reading other books to read that book (laughs) Um, a book I could recommend uh, to the Jordan Jesse Go listeners. Um, I, I am still listening to. I haven't finished it, but I feel like I can recommend it um, to uh, the new Chuck Klosterman book about the '90s. It's called oh, The neat. '90s, and I feel like all the Ooh. historians would love it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this, Bria. I loved it, and Chuck Klosterman's on the most recent episode of Bullseye mm. as we record what? this, discussing yes. the new book, The Nineties. Wow! Oh, I would love to listen to it. He, it's very good. It, um, it was it was very informative. I grew up in the nineties, so there was a lot of things that were really things that I think about a lot. Differences between people who were teenagers in the nineties versus those who are teenagers now, but also just a lot about things that I. I think like selling out something we don't talk about anymore, but in the nineties right, was sure. the most important mm-hmm. thing that you could not do. Um, yeah. That and Dippin' Dots. That and Dippin' Dots is the yeah. most important <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, it's really great. If you like history, I think it's a fascinating anthropological study of the nineties, mostly through pop culture, but through other stuff too. Closerman, good dude. Great yeah. writer. Yeah. Never sold mm-hmm. out. Never sold out. What are y'all reading? Uh, Jesse, you have one? Yeah, I well I got a I got one that uh, I'm reading right now and I got one that I saw at a at a uh garage sale today and thought about how great it is. Mm-hmm. Uh the one I'm reading right now is is this guy called Dan Charnis who's uh he wrote the one of the best uh books about hip hop history, this book called The Big ba- Payback about um the history of of the business of hip hop and and money in hip hop that is just a general great uh, hip hop history, and and he has this new book called Dilla Time that's about uh, JD Jay Dilla, the legendary hip hop producer who uh, passed away maybe ten years ago from uh, lupus, and uh, JD is like this really formative figure in really transformative figure in uh, hip hop. His productions were profoundly innovative and are like revered by producers, and it's kind of a, a history of 
both his life and and the way his music kind of changed hip hop and its its roots is it's really great. And then the book that I saw at a garage sale today that I've just been thinking about how great it is is this book by this woman named Cheryl Mendelson called Home Comforts. Have any of you guys read this book, Home Comforts? No. Mm-mm. Brian is nodding his head. He knows about fucking Home Comforts. <laughs> home Comforts is this book about housekeeping. And it is it is in part like an encyclopedia or a how-to guide, a tips from Heloise kind of thing about what to do when you get orange juice on a white shirt or whatever. Um, but it is also just like, an inspirational book about having a nice house. Oh, I love uh, that. That is so like it is like it, it is like inspirational lifestyle content that also feels completely accessible. Like for somebody that has written an entire book about doing laundry and whatnot, uh like the level of like pleasantness and uh comfort that you get from reading this book is truly extraordinary. Like you, on the one hand, you can, you can look up anything you want to do. On the other hand, you can also just kind of read it from cover to cover, like a novel and just feel inspired to have uh, a comfortable, welcoming, clean, happy home. Uh, And it is such, I, I bought like, I, I, I looked it up to make sure I wouldn't mess up anything about the title or anything. And, uh, I see that I've I've bought it on a popular book vending website five well, times. Well, well, <laughs> huh? And that website is independentbookstoreinmyneighborhood.com. <laughs> uh huh. Thank you very yeah. much. I happen to be a member of Independent Bookstore in My Neighborhood.com Prime, <laughs> and I really enjoy their video streaming mm-hmm. service as well because it's mm. it's uh uh it's got uh Antiques Road Trip, which I like to watch. What what have you been reading, Jordan? Well, one of my favorite parts of your Instagram, Jordan, is that you'll you'll post you'll post books that you've read recently mm-hmm. that you like. And oh, you're yeah. you're a much bigger reader than I, so I always value your Rex. I uh and I also hate I hate engagement. Yeah. Online <laughs> engagement. You want if you yeah. really want to want to nose dive your engagement, book Rex. Yeah. Uh, I think there are people who <laughs> do a good job recommending books online. Um Yeah, you're talking to two of them. Yeah, I'm sure you guys' book Rex do well. <laughs> um nobody's coming at this guy for a book Rex though. I like to do it though. It's really fun. Um I just finished a great one called uh I just finished a great graphic novel called Far Sector that I think everyone would love. Uh it is by By NK Jemison. By NK Jemison, yeah, who I had not heard of and now I want to read oh, wow. um all of her books. Um, it's really, really great. And the artist by Jamal Campbell, um, who's DC Comics worth you pro- work you probably know. Uh, it is a Green Lantern thing, but you don't need to know Jack Squad about DC. I know, like getting into a DC comic can be like uh, a daunting prospect because they're so continuity gunky. This is, but it's it's part of an imprint. It's part of Young Animal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I also this is the first Young Animal thing I've ever read. Um, and I totally want to read more because this was so great. Um, it is a like space murder mystery set on a world where there has not been a murder in five hundred years. So this is the first murder, and this kind of all new Green Lantern has to solve it. And uh, it's just really great. The art's beautiful. It's got that kind of complicated. Uh, 
uh, it's these kind of complicated, futury Jack Kirby kind of cities, and just the writing is terrific. It is very funny. It has uh, it has some social issues stuff, but that doesn't detract from the fun. It's still like a blast. And, uh, yeah, it's really great. I think it would be, if you love DC Comics, you'll love it. But also if you're a, like, I read one comic a year person, this is it. This is the one to get. Fun fact, Jordan, about N.K. Jamerson. Mm-hmm. She's cousins with past Jordan Jesse Go guest W. Kamau Bell. Really? Oh, what? my gosh. Yeah, they're what cousins. Fun? And they're, like, cousins. special cousins, too. Wow. They were, like, special play cousins. Yeah. Oh, I this didn't is know great. that. What fun! Can you elaborate on the term "special cousins" for mm. me? They're pl- they're play cousins. They were they were like co- they're cousins that are that were close. They were mm. cl- yeah. cousins that uh, that like had a childhood relationship with each other. Not the kind of cousins that you uh, you can't remember the name of their spouse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I recommend it. I think it's great um, for comics readers and occasional comics readers. Well, there you go, books. We love them because we are readers. Am I right? <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> we Well, look, once in a while we watch a documentary on Netflix. Well, yeah. <laughs> and mostly you know, we like from, reading. If I'm really feeling sleazy, like a little guilty pleasure, I turn on a little uh, Charlie Parker <laughs> or some of the sleazier Mozart. I know. <laughs> sleazy Mozart mm-hmm. is a great... Term. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like an improv group name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sleazy <laughs> Mozarts. Bria and Mallory are the co hosts of the Max Fun podcast, Reading Glasses. Such a great show. So fun. Um, really encompasses the entire world of books and reading. Uh, Bria and Mallory are both big literature fans and uh, big genre literature fans and um, really find all of the ways to enjoy books and reading um very democratic program and uh also you know they will cover things that you put between your fingers so you can eat hot cheetos without getting <laughs> yeah. cheeto dust on your books it's one of our most popular episodes <laughs> yeah uh so go listen to reading glasses our theme music is love you by the free design courtesy of the free design and light in the attic records our producer is brian sunny d fernandez Valerie Moffat is on the stream. Uh, you can find that on the Max Fun YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that YouTube channel and you will catch the notifications when we are recording. You can watch us do so live. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. You can find us on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put.this.on. And I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.